it's time for Love Talk with the Love Ladies, Kathy, Carrie, and Evelyn. Love talking this weekend about living and loving in the Word. Thank you, Gabby. This is Ellen Davison, and we're in the studio, and we got icicles hanging off our earrings. <laughs> and with us today is uh, Miss uh, Miss Carrie. Carrie, how are you, and how is your family? Uh, hi, Miss Evelyn. I am wonderful. I cannot believe this weather in Austin, Texas. It is crazy, and my family is doing great, Miss Evelyn. Thank you for and you've asking. You got a visitor with you today. I know my mom has been here um, for a week. It's so fun to have her. She came in because, you know, during this COVID season, our basketball season has been a little crazy, um, and so she's been here watching basketball all week. But welcome to Love Talk, listeners. You have found the love ladies and this is love talk opening the show was our first lady of love mrs evelyn davison and i am coach carrie brinkater and of course on the line with us is our beautiful friend kathy and brock hey kath hey coach carrie miss evelyn it's great to be with you guys this morning and it is cold outside i'm, I'm thinking like boy it could be december we could be saying it's cold outside but February is another winter month, but we are quickly approaching spring, so we will just take it by faith that the God who brings these beautiful seasons and uh, has always determined that spring will come after winter, we are looking forward to a beautiful spring and the Easter that that is going to bring, Uh, but for now, we'll just live through the look through the cold and see if we're going to get some snow or if we're just going to get to enjoy our winter mittens a little bit longer. I know. Well, I guess uh, on Groundhog Day a few weeks ago, uh, (laughs) he did see his shadow, and I think that means the six more weeks of winter. And, boy, we are certainly experiencing that today. Friends, you are listening to Central Texas Christian Talk, 1120 AM, 101 FM, The Bridge, Austin. Thank you so much for joining us today on Love Talk. Kathy, great show today as our focus is loving and living the Word. You know, Carrie, we did a very similar show to this five years ago, and um, I have just found that I I need to really be pressing into God's Word right now, and there's this wonderful um, scripture that comes out of Psalm 92 in verse 5. It says, Lord, you have done such great things. How deep are your thoughts? And I just think daily I need to remind myself of this, that we we serve a great God, and he is thinking about us, thinking deep thoughts about us. And so today the three of us are going to open up God's word. We're going we're gonna to uncover these great things and these deep thoughts that, that King David was talking about when he wrote these words over 2,600 years ago. You know, I just think about how long ago that was, and yet our God is unchanging. These words are as true today as they were over 2,000 years ago. And, you know, I I love this truth that King David never saw God face-to-face like Abraham Mm -hmm. did. He never sat in God's physical presence like Moses did. But King David loved God's word, and he lived it out every day, and so much so that King David was called a man after God's own heart. And so, you know, that's something that I want to pursue. I want to be a woman after God's own heart. And so today we're going to consider how we can love and live the word like one of the greatest kings in history. Wonderful. I, I'm excited. Uh, living, loving and living the word. Um, it, it's going to be a great show today. Well, Miss Evelyn, on this crazy <laughs> weekend of icy, crazy weather, what has been going on in your world, Miss Evelyn? Well, you know, I've had some health issues the last uh, couple of months, and so still kind of on the telly, and that's not a nice word, but I use it. Uh, uh, and things are really looking better for me. Mm-hmm. I've got my, most of my strength back. I'm still confined to a degree. I don't go places where it's not, you know, I'd be exposed to some kind of bad disease or something. But I'm really doing well. Uh, I will be 90 years old. 90 years young. 
No, I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> I think once you get past 85, you are older, sister. <laughs> and I, I feel like it's a brand new day, a brand new uh, uh, opportunity. Some of the things that we're doing. And uh, we're going to we're gonna stir it up a little bit, I think. I love that, Miss Evelyn. Now, listening, friends, oh, I, we know how precious Miss Evelyn is to you. Um, she's been doing this radio show. She's been the First Lady of Love for 35 years. Mm. Uh, this year's 36, Miss Evelyn. I know. Um, if you would like to send Miss Evelyn a love note, you can go to our Facebook page, Love Talk Radio, and just just leave a little note there for Miss Evelyn. We'll get that to her. Um, just tell her how much you love her and appreciate her, and a big happy birthday. Her birthday it's March the 5th, and uh, that is coming up here rapidly, rapidly fast. Just so it'll be upon us before we know it. But just go to our Facebook page and leave her a little note. She would love to hear from you. And that is Love Talk Radio there on Facebook. Well, Kathy, what has been going on in your world? Uh, one thing almost and one thing only. You know, sometimes in life it's really helpful to be focused and single-minded and uh, right now, I am just focusing and being single-minded about finishing off um, my voice, his heart. It's a um, experiencing prayer in God's will. It's it's kind of a book slash Bible study designed for for women and for women to either do on their own individually or to do as part of a larger group. And we've gotten the cover finished. We're just finishing up some of the artwork inside and making some final tweaks with edits and, you know, throwing out this word and putting in that word and and just trying to polish it and buff it up right now and get it ready for everyone. So that has kind of been everything for me uh, right now. I, you know, I think whenever you're writing, it's always really helpful to be reading. Mm -hmm. And so one of the books that I've been reading is... um, this newest book that's out by Tom and Joanne Doyle called Women Who Risk, and I have loved it, just devoured this book. I was so much so where I'm thinking, okay, Kathy, you need to put this down and get back over to your computer and finish, you know, just stay on task and get this stuff done. But it's just a reminder about how how good Jesus is to us and the fact that he is appearing to Muslims all over the Middle East. It just amazes me every time I press into these firsthand testimonies from Muslims, from, um, you know, even imams Mm. and sheep um, that have had these personal encounters with Jesus Christ. And it just makes me so grateful that we don't have to live in the Middle East to have a personal encounter with Jesus Christ. I, I love that he pursues his people and that he loves us so dearly and that his thoughts about us are just outnumber the sands. And so I, that's kind of what I've been doing, really focused on on um, writing, but not being able to abandon a, a good book when it's put in front of me. And I'm just so excited seeing Christ and his Holy Spirit be really raise up prayer all over this nation. It just gives me great hope uh, that as we continue to turn to him, he's going to bring unity where there needs to bring, be unity, and um, he's going to bring truth where we desperately need truth right now in this nation. Mm. Wow. An example, Kathy. Uh, you know, to be a woman in the in the life and in in the time that we're in takes great courage sometimes. But we have got to stand and be faithful for the Lord Jesus. That you, as you send me, I will go. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like that's kind of what we do here, love talk. <laughs> Absolutely, Miss Evelyn. Well, you know, you've always been a champion for women, Miss Evelyn, and men. You've, you've mentored men. Oh, listen, I started with a group of men. I think there were 16 of them. met with them once a week. Uh, for, I guess, two years. And they said, we want to talk like you talk. And I said, you can. I'm from Cut and Shoot, Texas. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, when we look at the world around us right now, and I know, Kathy, you've done a lot of that as you prepared your, your thesis. 
People are hungry for God. Mm -hmm. They don't know that's what it is, but Mm -hmm. they are looking for an answer to not only their needs, but their mistakes and those things that, you know, weigh us down. Well, and and, and Miss Evelyn, you know, during this time, this pandemic, you know, it's lasted almost a year now. And if you look at the statistics, um, drug use and alcohol, alcohol abuse have gone through the roof. Um, The statistics show that those have risen greatly. Um, Depression has risen Mm -hmm. greatly. Um, And people are looking for something different because the the drugs, the alcohol, are not solving the problems. They don't last overnight. That's right, of the emptiness. Mm -hmm. Um, And people are searching for something greater and deeper. And I tell you what, Miss Evelyn, the only thing that's going to fill that is the Lord Jesus. Mm, I believe um, that. It's the only thing that um, that fills those deep holes and those longings. And, you know, turning to, to, that, to the emptiness is not the answer. And so as we proceed through the show today and we talk about, you know, how God loves us, loving and living the word, I think it's very timely and very, very important um, as we navigate, hopefully, the ends of this pandemic um, and come out on the other side. Uh, now, Kathy, oh, man, you you started talking about King David and it just how he experienced the the fact that God thinks so deeply about us. Can you talk to us a little bit about that? You know, one of the things that's amazing about King David is all of the challenges that he faced in life. I mean, I I just think, how was this guy not balled up in the fetal position, (laughs) rocking back and forth in some corner? Uh, Because he faced, you know, giants and armies and, um, you know, where he was completely ostracized and he literally lived on the run for years, even though he was... God had anointed him king over Israel, uh, there was another king, and it took years for God to displace him and to to um, fit David into that position of king. But what I love is that as, as David held on and believed firmly every promise of God, as David cherished every word, as as he believed and stepped out in faith every day, God grew him, God strengthened him, God filled him, and David became an encouragement to others, a leader of others. Can you imagine being on the run and yet being a great encouragement and leader to others? I mean, it just amazes me. And so I love going and reading the Psalms. David wrote about two-thirds of all of the Psalms. And so if you open the book of Psalms and put your finger on one, there's a pretty good chance that David wrote that. So, uh, And you really get a peek into his heart. One of the things that David highlighted that he held on to is that God thinks deeply about us. And um, there's a, in Psalm 40, verse 5, it says, Many, O Lord my God, are the wonderful works which you have done, and your thoughts towards us. How precious are your thoughts? David writes this in Psalm 139. How precious are your thoughts, God? How vast is the sum of them? Were I to count them, they would outnumber the grains of sand. When I awake, I am still with you. And, you know, I love when when David says this, that when I'm awake, I'm still with you because God is not just someone for our dreams who seems like he's too good to be true. God is someone for our days. As we step out of bed and our feet hit the floor, God is present. He is with us and he is for us. And You know, Carrie, there's something that I I know that we're ending the end of our first segment. We're going to be stepping into our next. But I have this question for you. I've seen all of these pictures taken from the Hubble telescope. And Earth is just a tiny little speck of dust in the Milky Way galaxy. And I realize, I I can look at this logically, I am just one of billions of people on planet Earth. 
how can God possibly see me and think about my life? I This is the question that I have for you, mm-hmm. Carrie. I'm going to put you in the hot seat when we get back. Friends, right now we're going to go and hear from our amazing sponsors that make Love Talk possible every week. You're going to want to hear from them and get to know them. You're going to want to stay with us. More from Love Talk on how God thinks deeply about us, how he sees us, and how he's personally with us each and every day. We'll be back with you in a minute. It is great to be with you on Love Talk today. We're talking about loving and living the word. And we're talking about one of the greatest kings in history, King David, who never saw God face to face like Abraham or sat in his presence like Moses, but David loved God's word and he lived it out every day. And Carrie, we closed off our first segment really focusing on the fact that God thinks deeply about us. He is with us. And David is very clear about this as he writes about God in the Psalms. And so I have this question for you, Carrie. When, when, when we see these pictures of the Hubble telescope, it kind of puts things into this crazy perspective because Earth is just this tiny little speck of dust in the Milky Way galaxy. And, and, and I, I realize I'm just one of billions of people on planet Earth. What can God possibly even think about my life? <laughs> what a great question, Kathy. You know, when you think about those pictures that you see from the Hubble telescope and where we are is literally the tiniest of specks. I can take my pen and I can make a tiny dot on my paper and that's what we are in the universe. Okay. And sometimes we can think that we're so incredibly insignificant when we think about it like that. Well, I'm just this tiny speck. I'm so insignificant. What, what does it even matter? What does my life even matter? And we've seen that in this pandemic as people have searched and, and, and put their faith and their hope and their trust in, in things and, and in, and in substances and, um, and our brains play tricks on us and depression sets in. But you know what? David gives us this, this amazing insight in Psalm when he talks about uh, God's thoughts. And he says, they outnumber the grains of sand. So we think about a beach and what a beach looks like. And it's just this vast, you know, as far as our eyes can see, sand to our left, to our right, behind us. And we think, God cares that his thoughts are, are that many. God has that many thoughts about me, about me. And the significance of our lives starts to take shape. And we start to understand that, you know what? What I do here right now matters. If God cares about me and and his thoughts are this wide and this vast and he cares about me, then what I do with my life matters. What I do to honor God with my thoughts and my actions matters. And so we're not insignificant, and the things that we do each day are not insignificant. Taking care of those kids, making that lunch, driving those (laughs) babies to school, um, wiping that countertop is not insignificant. Closing that business deal, um, going to the dentist, all of these things are not insignificant. They matter in the lives of of the people around us. And the reason they matter is because God put us where we are for such a time as this. And he wants our thoughts and our actions to glorify him. Just as his thoughts are about us each day, his desire is for what we do to bring glory to his name. Because friends, every single life was planned by God, Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. He planned you. God has planned every single life. Psalm one thirty nine. Here we go back to the Psalm. Right before those verses about the grains of sand, the verses say, He knit you together in your mother's womb. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. And friends, he pursues us. Um there's so many wonderful parables 
in the in the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, that talk about how God pers- pursues our hearts. He wants us, and he's going to call our name as loudly as he possibly can to get our attention. So I, when you think about it like that, Miss Evelyn, when I think about all the thoughts that God has, and you know, we, we tend to have this laser focus, right, on just my situation right now and all the things that I wish were better, uh, you know, in my household, um, with my circumstances, right? We have this laser focus and that's all we can think about. But the Lord says, I need you to think bigger. Yeah. When you get 90 years old, you have a lot to look at. Honey. Right, right. So, Miss Evelyn, <laughs> you, my question for you is, the world tells us that we're insignificant, right? That what we do doesn't matter. And the enemy whispers in our ear, Evelyn, are you sure? Are you sure that you're that you're living for Jesus? He whispers these this ugliness in our ears to make us doubt our Lord and Jesus. Well, you know that same thing happened to John, uh, the probably the most precious uh, friend that Jesus had at the time, uh, and he he said that peace I leave with you. Jesus said that. My peace I leave live <laughs> I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Didn't cost you anything. I did not give to you as the world gives. But do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. That's from John fourteen mm-hmm. uh, twenty seven. Do not be that's Jesus telling us, don't be afraid. I'm in control here. Mm-hmm. If we look out at our world uh, the way it is right now, without major leadership that can get us out of this whatever it is we're in, uh, it's got to come from God. That God's people has got to hear from Him mm-hmm. and get busy and do that which needs to be done. And you know, John really was probably Jesus's best friend, and so he told him that in 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 a way that um, he would understand it. And so, you know, what we look at today now is what is our life going to be? What are the highlights going to be Mm -hmm. uh, as a result of what he has given us? What is the result to be in our life, Miss Kathy? You know, I love that you mentioned John because I think Jesus referred to him as the beloved disciple. And Mm -hmm. I believe that John was also the youngest of all Mm -hmm. of the disciples. Um, He and his brother were referred to by other as by others as the sons of thunder. thunder. So, you know, he he was like this little uh, terror, you know, and um, ready to call down uh, fire from the sky to, you know, destroy anyone who would come against them. And, and so Jesus really worked on John's heart and he loved his fire. He loved his passion. Uh, but Jesus said, Hey, we're going to redirect that. We're going to redirect that. We're going to soften it and we're going to give you such a great love for others that the last thing you would ever want is for them to be destroyed. What you're going to want, John, is for them to be saved. Mm -hmm. And that is what Jesus wants for all of us, not for our destruction, but for us to be saved, for us to have a glorious life in relationship with him. I mean, Christ has great plans for us. And he tells us in Jeremiah 29, 11, that it's Mm -hmm. plans not to harm us, but to prosper us and to grow us. Their plans for our good. And so when we're doubting that, friends, when we're doubting the love of God, let's open up his word. Let's go in there. Let's see what he has to say to us. Um, you can go into the Psalms. A great place is to start in the Gospels with Matthew, um, another one of my favorite books to, to just learn about the love of God is going into Romans in the New Testament. And we can believe those words as we press into him, as we press into in, into Christ and press into his word. And, you know, I love, Evelyn, that you shared that. Take heart. I have overcome the world because so many times we're feeling really overcome and mm-hmm. we're not knowing what to do. When you're feeling overcome, friends, by the world, press into Christ. Um, call out to him in prayer because 
he has overcome the world. There is no problem that is too big for him. Well, and and I'll and I'll go back to the whole significance thing. You know, the enemy of Easter, as Miss Evelyn um, calls the Satan, which I love because he wants mm-hmm. to steal all of our joy, right? And Easter wow. is the most joyous moment of a Christian's life is that Jesus was raised from the dead and he lives and he dwells among us. Okay, so here's the thing that Satan wants us to believe. When we're mulling something over, Satan says, ah, you know what? That won't be too bad. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. You'll be fine. Really, what's the big deal? Nobody will ever know. And really, who are you hurting? You're not hurting anyone. It's fine. This decision will be fine. Okay, so then we make that decision knowing that it's deep down. If we've had to mull it over this long, it's not going to be fine. But we make this decision and we sin. Okay, we do something that's, that pulls us out of God's will for our lives. And then you know what happens, Miss Evelyn? That very voice that said, ah, it'll be fine, starts saying, Look what you've done now. Mm-hmm. Look what you've done now. You've really messed up now. Way to go, sister. Wow, how are you going to get yourself out of this one? This is a big mess. That's the voice that we have to turn off. You know, our our pastor preached a little bit on this uh, last week. And after the service, my kids was, my kids both of my kids were like, why is Pastor Ernest talking right to me today? And oh. I just I just cracked up because, you know, when you're a teenager, you, you have all these thoughts and you think you know everything. And then, <laughs> you know, you may you may do something that sets you outside of God's will. And then immediately, you know, you regret what you've done. And um, that's where that forgiveness aspect comes in, Kathy, that you're just talking about. And that's how, how you know, staying in God's word and in God's will, take heart. I have overcome the world. And we have to be in the word to be able to separate the voices that are coming at us, right? This voice that says, oh, it's okay, it'll be fine. And this voice that's telling us, hey, Carrie, why don't you get back in the word and why don't you see what what God says about this mm-hmm. <laughs> before you make a big mistake. Um, and David knew all about mistakes, And David knew all about forgiveness. And I think that's why the Psalms are so refreshing to me. Because I can look at a man like King David, who is a man after God's own heart. But yet, boy, did he mess up big sometimes, Mm -hmm. Miss Evelyn. And um, and, and the Lord, he sought the Lord. And he paid mightily for those Mm -hmm. bad choices. um, Because there are consequences to our sin. Um, but I, I just I want to be clear here that the enemy of Easter has many voices, friends, that sometimes they it it looks appealing and we have to be in the word and prayed up um, so that we can hear God's voice speak through that. Right, Kath? You know. Yeah, Carrie, I love how you talk about uh, the voices that we hear. And I, I think basically it comes down to this. We will either be hearing God's voice in our head or we will be hearing the enemy's voice in our head. Good point. And so yeah. the, either the words of God are going to be playing in our thoughts or the words of the enemy are going to be playing in our thoughts. Mm-hmm. It's, it's one or the other. And so whose words do we want playing in our in our in our hearts and in our minds and directing our our behavior in the in the new testament it says don't be conformed any longer to the patterns of this world but renew your mind mm-hmm. be transformed mm-hmm. by the renewing of your mind mm-hmm. and so when it comes down to it we really have a very basic decision to make every day do we want god's words directing our thoughts or do we want the enemy's words directing our thoughts? Because we're going to have a vastly different day depending on whose words we're playing over and over again. And something that I've I've learned, I will say two two truths that that I have really learned again and again that have stimulated a profound trust inside of me. Two truths that I from God that I've come to trust wholeheartedly are this. You will never be alone. 
He tells us that throughout the Bible, my favorite passage specifically to refer to is Deuteronomy 31, 6, uh, when he talks about he will never leave us, he will never forsake us, that we can have courage, that we will never be alone. And um, the second one is that our prayers will be answered. He will hear us. They will be answered with patience. They will be answered with assistance. They will be answered with his presence. And they will be answered with his good and perfect will for our lives. So we're not saying like a two-year-old or a four-year-old we're going to get exactly what we want. But he always hears the cries of our hearts. And so when the world would tell us, oh, no, you're completely alone. Nobody cares. Nobody's listening. You cannot get through this. God says, oh, baby, I love you. You are not alone. I am with you. Draw near to me. I will draw near to you. Tell me what you need. And, and cry out to me in your need. And I want to, I want to rescue you. I want to save you. And he's just such a loving and good father and, and, um, and counselor. And the more we press into him, the more in love we're going to fall with him every day. Absolutely. Absolutely. What do you have to add, Miss Evelyn? I know you have so many pearls of wisdom about this topic. Well, when you look at what God says about himself, you have a, you, we have a pattern that we can follow. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the reasons God sent his son Jesus is that we might see how convicting and how apparent it is to live in a way that people say, you're different. You know, where does all your energy come mm-hmm. from? But, you know, the thing I think that's the strongest in all of this is that Jesus, that the Father said to us or to the disciples, you will never die. Think about that. You will never die. You will always have a home. Mm. And so that takes care of the right now. You know, we live in the right now. This is going on in Texas. It was so cold for us to come in this morning <laughs> in the country. <laughs> That our doors to the automobile froze. Now, we're not used to that kind of... We're not used to that. (laughs) No. But, you know, you stop and think. He says, I'll never die. I've had 90 mm, different things happen to me. And I count every one of them. Oh, Miss Evelyn. uh, In the last year that would stop anybody. And every time the Lord said, you just follow me. And that's the answer to all all of this that we have going on in America today. We need a leader. We need someone like John to listen to and to begin to put our lives back together. But that's not all there is. Mm -hmm. We'll never die and we're going to have a home. If you know Jesus and you have received him and you're living It said, whoever lives and believes in me will never die. That comes out of John 11, 26. Ladies and gentlemen, read it today. Mm. Read it today and let, let the Lord tell you what it is that he has for you. If you follow him and live this life that we're talking about. I I tell you what, Miss Evelyn, you know, there's so many times that we, you know, in our humanness, Mm -hmm. We're like, oh, what do I do? I don't know what to do right now. I, I'm, I'm so sad, or I'm so caught between burdened what down. To, burdened down. Yeah, thank you, burdened down. And where, where are we going for the answers, Miss Evelyn? To God's word. Well, I hope so, right? God's but word. I think that's said, the question we have to ask ourselves. Mm-hmm. Where are we going for the answers to that question? When I'm feeling burdened. When I'm feeling alone, when I'm feeling sad, when I'm feeling disconnected, when I'm feeling afraid. Well, that's that's answered by John, too, right after that we were talking about in John eleven twenty six, in John 14, 2 and 3. It says, my father's house has many rooms. If that were not true or not so, I would have told you. Now, God speaks directly to us mm-hmm. that I am going to there, going there to prepare a place for you. And if I go 
if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and take you to be with me and that you may also be where I am. Jesus wants us close to his heart. Mm -hmm. It's like a a new bride or a new mother. You know, Mm -hmm. want to hold it close so you don't forget about it. But the Mm -hmm. thing about this is that King David recognized the joy of being in heaven with God had penned. Uh, this amazing statement, better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. And you can read about that in Psalm 8410, the latter part. I love, love, love that verse. Uh-huh. Right? Better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. How many thousand elsewheres do we think of every day? I think I had all of them in the last night. <laughs> <laughs> you know. As, Excuse me, Lord. Right? Taking credit for what you're doing. I love I love that Kathy. I mean, you know, with our with our children, we play, we pray that their hearts would understand that it's better to be in God's presence every day than the thousand elsewheres that they could be, that they may dabble their toe in here and there. The one day in his courts saves us from a lifetime or well, maybe a day of drama or heartache, but it will definitely save us from a lifetime of of heartache. Well, you know, maybe some of us right now are stuck in those thousand elsewheres, you know, just mm-hmm. going from one elsewhere to the mm-hmm. next elsewhere, trying to find joy, mm-hmm. trying to find happiness, trying to find that fullness, trying to find love. Mm-hmm. And if you are looking for that any elsewhere other than God, You're going to come up short. That joy bucket is not going to be filled. And what I love is that it wasn't a a um, a a pauper or a poor person or someone living on the streets or someone who did not Mm -hmm. know luxury that wrote these words. Mm -hmm. This was one of the greatest kings in history who had riches and success and palaces and a nation under his feet. And he could still say these words that even with all the fullness that the world can possibly offer, it does not compare to one day in your courts. Mm-hmm. I, I I think that um, is so true today as we search. Well, it's true always, right? But as we as we've searched um, to fill our lives with junk. This verse sums it up, and and I was kind of driving at that earlier. You know, when we're when we're searching for things, you know, every answer that we need is right here in the scriptures. As I flip the pages of my Bible, because I am still old school, I love I love looking at the words on the page, but yet I love being able to Google and say, um, "Hey Siri, um, you know, can you show me some verses about?" Uh, what God says about encouragement. Um, and you can Google everything. Bible verses on depression. Bible verses on carrying burdens. Bible verses on um, happiness, right? Joy. You you can pretty much Google anything, and Google will send you 25 to 30 verses <laughs> that you can look up immediately. And... Um, I love that, but I also love turning the pages of my of my Bible um, to look those up because typically before and after those verses, you're going to find a lot more good stuff. And so, you know, I, I want us to get in the habit of going to the Scripture first mm-hmm. when these things are bothering us and we don't know where else to go, that we turn to the Scripture first. And I think the first one we ought to go to is John. John, you he left the book of John. <laughs> he I, was an evil and he was on side looking. <laughs> <laughs> I love the book of James too, Miss Evelyn. I do too. You know, uh, James kind of brings me back to center. James, James does not mince any words. I, I feel like he's a Kathy into Brock. He's, mm. um, you know, blunt yet caring and um that james just says it the way it is i like that kathy i'm i'm uh i know i'm like okay <laughs> I, I i i'll take it i like i love james because he just 
he brings us back to center and he doesn't mince any words. If you're if you're stepping out of out of God's will, uh, go to James and and he'll bring you back to center. Friends, when we return to love talk, we're going to we're going to talk more more about this living and loving um, God's way. And I want to go back to some things that Kathy briefly mentioned about how our prayers are answered, because when we get in the scriptures, we can't help but pray. And so what does that mean for us as we're searching for answers, as we're looking for guidance and we pray how does God answer those prayers? And, um, and and what does the scripture say about that? We'll talk a little bit about that when we return to Love Talk. In our last segment, friends, you don't want to miss our wrap-up. Hello, friends, and welcome back to today's Christian Talk. You found the love ladies, Coach Carrie Brinkater and the first lady of love, Mrs. Evelyn Davison, and our beautiful friend, Kathy Endebrock. We are all here together just trying to figure it out, friends. I tell you why we're here. Pass it on. And pass it on. That's right. You know, before the break, we were we were just kind of talking about that, you know, everything that we struggle with, we can go to the scriptures, and there's a way for us to gain some guidance through the scriptures, I always tell my kids, every tool that you need to live a life pleasing to God is right here. Mm-hmm. It's all right here. It's just a matter of taking it and and using it um, and really being diligent about about figuring it out through the lens of God. Kathy, you said in your, I, I cannot wait to read this new Bible study of yours, um, and you said that in your Bible study, you specifically Talk just about this. Um, my voice, his heart, is what it's going to be called. And so walk us through that just a little bit, Kath. Well, I mean, I, I think that when we are learning to pray, we want to uh, really pray in God's will. I mean, he talks about this over and over again. And and God is truth, and God is love. And, and he's not just a little bit of truth. He is profoundly true in every way conceivable. And so I, I think that there's so many lies that we really don't even know that are, are dictating our, our actions, are, are dictating our, our lives, and are dictating our thoughts. And so one of the exercises that I do... Um, in, in chapter four, uh, when we're talking about confession, confession of all things, you know, a lot of people look at confession as a very negative thing, yet it has been one of the things that has been most life changing and transformational for me because mm-hmm. confession is confessing God's truth over your life and mm-hmm. turning to that truth in repentance. And so a lot of times it uh, our relationship with God takes these huge leaps forward when we will recognize the lies that we have incorporated into our beliefs, into our thoughts, into our everyday words to ourselves. And and so friends, I will tell you if 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 you're looking for a counselor God is a wonderful counselor. He actually identifies himself and calls himself this in Isaiah, that he is a wonderful counselor. And when we want to go and talk to a counselor, we not only need someone who is going to talk truth to us, but we need someone who is going to love us and talk truth to us in love. And that is exactly what God's word does. Because his heart for us is nothing but love. And God is all truth. And so, you know, Carrie, Evelyn, one of the things that I, I walk the um, readers through is identifying the lies that, that are running through their minds, that, are, um, that they are battling with, and then going into Scripture and finding a specific Scripture that speaks truth to overcome that lie. And, um, you know, sometimes we need truth that we can hold on to to help us to let go of a lie uh, that has never served us and is only working towards our destruction. And so I think that's a big part of pressing into prayer is discovering these truths and pressing into God and having him reveal more truths over our lives. And sometimes in prayer, one of my favorite things that God does is he kind of nudges us 
and he helps us to see the lies that we've been holding on to, and he replaces those lies with his truth. Miss mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Evelyn, has there ever been a time in your life whenever um, God, you, you were searching for God's will, and he replaced a lie that you were telling yourself with truth? Yes, uh, I've had a lot of those. <laughs> uh, you know, it is, a, it is a shock, still is a shock, a shock to me that I am 90 years old and doing what we're doing. Absolutely. Uh, because growing up, my my dad said to me one day, I had I stuttered, and some of that's coming back now, and it is a result of, you know, just a pressure on on the brain. Uh, my dad would just uh, call me Dago or call me a bad word if, you know, we were talking. But he thought it was funny. You know, he just thought, if I do that, she'll get up and, you know. And, but when I, I look back at what God has done in my life and what I didn't even know was available, mm-hmm. it is life-changing. Mm-hmm. And one of those things is how important his word is. Mm-hmm. If I want to know him and I want to do, I want to follow him and I want to go to heaven and I want to live at, uh, on the corner of the block, uh, Jesus says, call me and I will answer you. He said that in the Old Testament too. He said, call me and I will answer you and I will show you things you have never seen. Mm. And so if he's that active in my life and I'm sick, He's going to take care of me. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are times I just take the, the scripture and go right up to my face and say, Lord, you say you will never die. You'll always have a home. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says that himself. That is a promise. He will never go. He said, my father's house has many room, rooms. Mm-hmm. He said, you don't have to worry about where you're going. You can be, be, talk about how you're going to get there. Mm-hmm. And if it were not so, I would have told you, and I'm going to there to prepare the place for you. Mm-hmm. And if I do that, prepare a place for you, I will come again and take you, be with me. You may also be where I am. He wants us close to him. Mm-hmm. And that's out of John 14, uh, 2 and 3. He wants to draw us close. Mm-hmm. And if I neglect the connection, the electricity goes off. You know, it's mm-hmm. it the power that we have to live the way the Lord Jesus gives life is to put our faith and our trust in him and follow him in the things that he, he places us in a situation to. And it's not easy sometimes. It's you know, we don't want to be seventy years old or ninety years old. <laughs> but it is true to this extent. He says, I have a room for you in heaven. I am preparing the place. Don't worry about getting there. Just remember that you are going to live with me and we'll we'll have this relationship better than what you've had on earth. Now, that's very simple for an old grandma (laughs) to put out, but it's a personal belief that I've had since I was uh, 12 years old. Mm. And every time I've had a need in my life, I really had a need, and God has provided it has been a major step toward what he wants me to be every day. You know, trusting him, even if it's a, you know, a teaspoon of sugar to go in your iced tea. Uh, you know, you've got to be aware. We have to be aware that God is actively involved in the yeses and the noes of our life. Mm. Oh, friends, I hope you got all that because Miss Evelyn just drops the wisdom. I tell you, she just... Um, Wow, thank you. God wants to be involved in all the yeses and nos of our lives, and he wants us to seek his face as we figure out what those yeses and nos are. You know, friends, if you're wondering what and how this happens, it's through a relationship with Jesus Christ. You know, Kathy is so great about talking about prayer. And she said earlier, you know, prayer is time spent with God. And God's greatest work that he does in us through prayer is he works on our hearts Mm. and our minds. And when we pray, 
we can't help but become closer to God. And he works on our mind and he works on our heart. And then all of those wonderful things of the Lord bubble up through our hearts and they come out out of us so that we can share with others. And if you're wondering, okay, Carrie, well, I, I, I get it. I hear you ladies talking about this relationship with Jesus and looking at the scriptures and, you know, trying to figure out what God's path is for me and loving and living through the word. But what does that really mean? How do I do that? Well, friends, if you're ready to choose Jesus today, it's as simple as the ABCs. It's A, admit to God that you are a sinner. Um, the Bible says we've all, in Romans, it says we've all fallen short. Mm-hmm. We've all sinned and we've all fallen short of the glory of God. Every single one of us. He says that, you know, if we be, if we believe that Jesus is God's son and accept that gift of forgiveness, it's free, friends. He says, accept me as God's son. And believe that I was raised again on the third day. I will forgive you of all of your sins and it's free. There's no strings attached. I want you in my kingdom. Free from guilt and free from sin. And then we confess that sin. We confess that and we tell our pastor, we tell our neighbor, we tell our friends. I I have Jesus. I have Jesus. I have accepted him into my life as my personal savior. We share that. Oh, friends, he wants you in his kingdom. He wants you to be a part of his life because he loves you so. All those grains of sand, you are one of those, and he knows you intimately, and he wants you to know him intimately. You know, it is Valentine's weekend. Oh, and if yes. you've got a neighbor, a friend that um, might be alone this Valentine's Day, I would encourage you to just drop a note on their front porch today. Before it gets too icy this afternoon, just drop a little note on their front porch today um, and encourage them in God's love because he loves them so much and he does not want them to to feel alone. If you want to call us on the love line, you can call us at 512 249 6535. Of course, you can find us on Facebook on Love Talk Radio. And our biggest, biggest thing is our archives. That is Love Talk Network. Love Talk Network. And you will find all of our archives. And you can go and find a show uh, about pretty much anything. Uh, we do interviews. All of our interviews are on there as well. That is Love Talk Network.